one of the creatives, one of many creatives here at Metro. Um, and she has headed a wonderful team that's put together a presentation. Um, we did present it earlier this month, but backed by popular demand, we have decided to do it again. She's going to speak to you and present this wonderful play. Would you stand to your feet and welcome Pastor Tiffany Brown. Good morning, good morning. It's been an awesome, how many of you love your church? I love my church, I love my church family. Thank you so much, you may have a seat. Uh, it's gonna be an amazing Sunday, already started, um, and so I'm really excited about everything that's happening. It's been a couple of people that have asked me, uh, Warfield, for your cash app because they wanna give you gas money now. Everybody wants to, uh, to uh, uh, participate, so that's awesome. Uh, Kenny's gonna make sure that it's up on the screen in just a bit. Those of you who want to bless Warfield, it's, uh, it is appropriate if you'd like to do that, uh, this new responsibility that she has. It's gonna be awesome, but we're gonna and ready to move on into our play this morning. Uh, for two months, Bishop Johnson spoke about the book of Esther. And when he spoke about it, it, it was inspiring to everybody. Everybody, anybody else inspired by the story of Esther? Uh, never saw it in the way that I had. I've re read it many times, but never thought of it specifically with regard to divine reversals. I love that we start the play today with giving something for Warfield because, of course, you know she was in desperate need of a divine reversal. Do I have anybody else here today who is asking, waiting on the Lord to do something for you, to turn things around? That, that's all just, I, I know I have some major things that I need God to do. And you know what? Only he can do it. And so I am dependent on God, I feel that man, both your hands up, I feel that be for real. Uh, and, and so when we look at this story, we see God's ability to be injected and infused in personal stories. I want you to look at this story this morning in a different way, with a different perspective. Look at it from the perspective of somebody who needs God to turn things around. I want you to look at this story with a, with a position of hope that God is in the story with you and that, that it takes, sometimes he uses a lot of different people with a lot of different perspectives to make things happen and you never know what he's doing. You just got to keep living. That's what my, my, my parents used to say, you know, I'm hurting this, what's going on, just keep breathing. Everything is going to turn around. And so I'd love for you to listen to the story with faith and with hope. And more importantly, with an eye that you will find, maybe even see yourself in this story. Could you be the one who needs favor? Could you be the one who needs to give favor? Could you be the one guiding someone who is going to be in a position that's going to change everything? Or maybe you're one of the ones who's had a bad attitude and it might be that you need to be replaced if you keep that bad attitude. I ain't gonna stay there for long, but I do want you to hear this story. And more importantly, like, like I said, see yourself in the story. That good? Is that good? Now in a moment, I'm gonna say the name of 
the, uh, the play, right? I'm going to say it. And what I'd love for you to do is I want you to clap your hands and welcome the, the, the actors and the actresses that are going to do these. These people are not professionals. Uh, to be even more specific, we had two days to pull this off. Two days. Because of everything that's been happening for the last couple of weeks, we've lost a few people, said goodbye, we'll see you later, right? Um, and in the middle of that, we have all these people that are getting ready to do all the, listen, some people just learned the dances like two days ago, y'all. So I really want you to welcome them, make them feel really welcome, and because they're already nervous. Uh, this is some of their first time being on stage, some of them their second time. And so I would really love for you to help them to, to, to settle themselves and, and get ready. I'm talking because they know I'm about to say the name and I don't want them to be nervous, but you're clapping, you're welcoming them, can make things calm down. That good? So like you, like you uh, know that number one, this is a story from the word of God. Number two, when the word of God comes to a heart that is ready, it will transform your life. And then three, God's gonna use some people in order to do that, to hear this story. If you would, stand to your feet, clap your hands and melt them, feel warm and welcome. This is Favor from the King. Not even your king. 
enjoy the festivities, Haman. Majesty, but the queen has denied your request. Is everything okay? Yes, sire, everything is fine. So what is her reasoning? Why did she deny me the pleasure of her company? Well, she's hosting her own celebration. Uh, soiree is what she called it. The queen mm. having her own party. <laughs> My king, with all due respect, if your queen won't obey your command, mm. then how are we to rule the rest of your provinces? Every wife mm. in the kingdom will <laughs> disobey their husbands 
And that, I might say, would be worse than a pandemic. Ruler number 67 is correct, Your Majesty. Banish her. <laughs> and so, King Ahasuerus decided to dispose of all of the queen and find a new one. He was determined to have a new queen since Vashti refused his request and thereby set a horrible precedent for the entire kingdom. In order to accomplish this, he hosted a royal pageant, including the most beautiful women from his entire kingdom. All of them were to be young, young women who were brought into the king's harem at the fortress of Susa and placed in Haggai's care. No ethnicity was to be excluded. They were to be young, virgins, intelligent, learned of the king's likes and dislikes. They were to be well-versed in the etiquette, both at the table and on the dance floor, of course. There was, however, a young woman who stood out among the rest. She was beautiful in form and in face, and she had found favor with the king. also assigned special choice maids, especially chosen from the king's palace. She and her maids were moved into the most beautiful place in the harem. Before each young woman was taken to the king's chambers, she was given a prescribed 12 months of beauty treatments, six months with oil of myrrh, followed by six more months with special perfumes and ointments. When it was time for her to go to the king's palace, she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry she wanted to take from the wardrobe provided by the king. 
Now Esther was an orphan. So Mordecai, Esther's uncle and court official, had adopted her. He had instructed her to tell no one of her nationality and family background. And every day Mordecai would take a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out about Esther and what was happening with her. And of 127 beautiful women, Esther, an orphan Jewish woman, a loyal servant of the one true God, was chosen to be queen. I need a moment with my new bride. something different about you. Where do you come from? Who do you belong to? Well, now I belong to you. Yes, indeed. Do you always have the right answer for everything? Haggai trained me well in what pleases the king. And exactly what would please you? My only desire is to serve you and your provinces as the greatest queen, and to the best of my abilities. Then we're all in luck. <laughs> no, my king. It's what my people call favor. Hmm. Come. Finally, the nation had, the nation had a new queen. And the king was very pleased. All was well until the day Haman plots a plan of sabotage. So, Haman, what do you think of our new Queen Esther? She's beautiful. She was my favorite out of everybody. Eh, uh, she's okay. I'm just glad he's married now so that we can move on. 
I've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like what? Did you know that my great-great-grandfather was King Agag? No way! So, like, are you supposed to be a king? Mm, that's just what I was getting to. Many years ago, my people were almost completely destroyed at the hands of this punk king named Saul. Whoa. And he served this God that I've been hearing the Jews say they worship. But all those years ago, they failed to kill my great-great-grandmother. Mm. <laughs> you know what, hey guy? Since they tried to destroy my people, I'm going to destroy them. The king, <laughs> he trusts me. I can get him to do anything. All I have to do is get him to sign a decree. Sounds like a plan. Hmm. Listen, hey guy, I'm having a bad, bad day. And it's about time that I get my way. Steam rolling over all that I see. Those Jews, they belong to me. This will be fun. We need to talk tonight. Um, we can talk now. Uh, excuse us. What's happening? 
We are in big trouble. And if you don't step in, things are going to be a disaster. Wait, wait, slow down. Tell me what's going on. The king has signed his edict. He signed his edict to have all of our people killed. No one is safe. What? Haman is evil. He's gone to the king to convince him to have everybody killed who believes in God. Wait, wait, uncle. What? Yes. Everybody that believes in Jehovah is in danger. The entire government is coming for us. The soldiers are coming after us. Because they have the authority of the king and nothing can stop this. The decree has been signed. And once the king signs a decree, it cannot be undone. Well, what do you want me to do? Uncle, I can't just go in and speak to the king. It is the law that he must send for me first. And it was your idea that I kept my identity a secret. If the king was to know my true identity, I'm sure he would probably... I'm sorry, uncle. I'm just not sure what I can do. I'm just a queen. You're exactly right. You have been, if you think, if you think God has given you this favor just so you can live in a life of luxury, in a castle, having your servants wait on you hand and feet, you are sadly mistaken, little girl. God has given you this favor for a reason. And right now, your people need it more than you do. Don't you realize God has given you this favor, put you in this place at such a time as this? Send for my maids. First, we need to pray. If God is for us, then Haman's plan won't work. Go and gather all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. My maids and I will do the same. And then, even though it is against the law, and even though he may kill me, I will go in to see the king. And if I must die, then I'm dead. Lord. 
upon you and a thousand generations may your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations may your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you to divinely reverse? Have you experienced an amount of favor that's possibly made you comfortable? And now you've come to meet a new challenge that seems impossible to change on your own. Perhaps you're a new wife and you want to have a child, but time has not been on your side. Maybe your teenager has turned their back on you and God or you're in dire need of a promotion on your job because the gas prices and the food prices alone will bankrupt you could it be that your marriage is in trouble and you can't see a way around divorce what about you who aren't married at all and it you've been waiting for so long Maybe you've been, de been defeated by your addiction time and time again. Or could it be that your car is on its last leg and your boss is requiring more of your attention? This story is all about you. All of you who need a divine reversal. You know what? It's time to intercede. Intercession is a spiritual intervention into a natural problem. It's an interruption of Satan's plan. And although God, the God we serve, is omnipotent, he usually chooses to work alongside us and sometimes even through us. Intercession is exactly what we should do when something horrible is on the horizon and you can't stop it. We desperately need God to send a new decree. Your Majesty, you did the right thing in signing that decree to finally put an end to those Jews. Those people were doing their job. All they want to do is be obedient to their God. And those nations that they destroyed 
were fierce, fierce enemies to their God. They are still a righteous people. Righteous according to who? All the Jews want to do is obey their God. Are you sure you want to do this, your majesty? The innocent blood of so many on your hands? Last time I checked, he is the king. Yes, and what is done is done. sent for her guards how dare you call my guards for my queen what do you want Queen Esther what is your request it is yours even if it is half the kingdom I've come here because I have something special for you ah oh no 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 my king they can actually stay for this come let us sit To what do I owe this wonderful occasion? My husband, how are the affairs of the evening? Nothing to be really concerned of, my love. Ah, actually. There is something a bit concerning. Something is troubling you. Tell me, what is wrong? I've come to uncover the most treacherous plan. But first, let me tell you a story. There once was a king named Saul who ruled the people of God. God commanded Saul to kill the Amalekites. But Saul was a humanitarian. He did everything God asked except kill the king and the queen of that nation. But when the great prophet Samuel saw that Saul was not completely obedient to his God, the great prophet Samuel hacked King Agag to pieces out of complete obedience to God. It is said that the queen escaped with child. The child of whom is the great, great grandparent of your loyal servant. This servant has been exploiting the favor from the king. 
He has made a plan to use your powers to destroy the people that destroyed his nation. Do tell me more. How does this story end? <laughs> well, sire, it ends with you. It ends with me? Yes. You see, the decree that you signed against the Jews was a spawn by Haman. He's the descendant of the Amalekites, and he has taken advantage of your favor to wield his own ambition. And in doing so, he has tricked you into signing a decree that will completely destroy my people. Who are your people? Oh, she's a Jew. Yes, your majesty, I am a Jew. And we worship the one true God. And the decree that you have signed will completely destroy us and me. Your majesty, it was Haman who was so bent on you signing this decree. <laughs> and it can't be undone. But you can write a new one. He's, he's already written off on it. Please forgive me, your majesty, but I thought you were the king. <laughs> your majesty, this, this is preposterous. You, you can't reverse the decree because this woman is trying to manipulate your heart like, like the last time. I mean, what's up with you and disobedient women? We should replace her like, like the last one. Oh, your majesty, please, your highness, don't let your anger burn against me. Hush, I was only, I was only thinking of my ancestors, please. Please. So let it be done. And you know what, Haman? Please. Since you're so desperate to have my power, the same plot that you made for my no. queen's people no. will be the end of your life. No. Guards. Please. Please, Ernest. Please. 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 Your Majesty. I am so grateful for your swift compassion for our people. But the original decree that you signed is still in effect. Mordecai, you've always been a trustworthy man. I elevate your title to hand of the king, right as you see fit. A new decree, sign it with my ring. You have my authority. To the beloved, faithful, and trusted people who bear the name of the living God, my people. May, our, may your faith be strengthened in the one true God today. For he has heard our cry and given us a chance to fight. Repeat after me, we fight. May every man, woman, and child who call themselves servants of Jehovah Nisi take their place in battle to protect what is rightfully ours. We will not only defend ourselves, but we will pursue and fight against everything.
every attacker. We fight. We fight. Not only will we fight, we will win. When we win, we will rule over every one of our enemies, both over sin within ourselves and over those who are trying to tear down biblical principles. Nothing will be withheld from us, for we are victors. We fight. We fight. We fight for our families. We fight. We fight for our marriages. We fight. We fight for the health of our bodies. We fight. We fight for the unity of every ethnicity in our nation. We fight. We fight for the sanctity of life, especially for the lives within the womb. We fight. And we, as a people, will not abdicate our position of power. We will never back down. As Kingdom Agency ambassadors, we are the execution of the very hand of God. We will, will you rise up today and defend what belongs to you? Will you trust your neighbor to work and work together in unity for our victory? Will you intercede before our God for his divine assistance? Even greater, his divine reversal. Today is the day. Today is our day. Let us cling to hope. Let us take courage. And let us This was truly a divine reversal. It began with God giving favor or to an orphan who belonged to a group of people who were despised, rejected, and underestimated. And King Ahasuerus made her queen. But she wasn't just made queen for her own benefit. She didn't even realize the reason she was given this favor until her people were threatened to be destroyed. It was in this moment that Esther had to spend her favor. But favor is best spent after it has been bathed in intercession. Remember, intercession is a supernatural intervention into a natural need. But we can't just pray because faith without works is dead. It's time for those who worship the one true God to have courage to face their enemies and write a new decree. Just like King Ahasuerus, the edict that the Lord has given about sin still remains, for the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came to write a new decree, and when we begin to declare the new decree, it is a formidable, undeniable weapon in, to divinely reverse what the enemy meant for our destruction. Did you find yourself in the story? Perhaps you feel like Mordecai, 
Maybe you have your hand on people who need your guidance. Will you have the courage to keep them accountable for what God has called them to do? Will you serve them as a leader who is committed to their success? Will you seek God on how to disciple them while they are being promoted? Or will you selfishly promote yourself? Or maybe you see yourself like Esther. You never thought you were worthy to hold a position of power. You thought that you would be judged by your past. You may have even felt like a second-class citizen, but God has a plan for your life that will blow you away. He will bestow his favor upon you, but rest assured that favor that God will give you is not just for you. If you think God will give you favor just so that you could be comfortable, you are sadly mistaken. He will call you to be brave, to do something great with the favor he's given to you. You are alive for such a time as this. Or maybe you need to write a new decree. Maybe there needs to be a new decree over your life. There is something powerful about decreeing and declaring. A decree is the written word of God, penned with power, which is the fuel for your undeniable declaration. Have you had enough of how your life has been so far? Have you felt that what's done is done and there's no changing it? We hope you that today you have seen clearly that you must participate with God in the transformation of you and those you love. You are now being called to a deeper relationship with the word of God. And you are now being persuaded to declare what has been decreed. Your silence must end if you want to see a divine reversal. We hope you heard something that would convict you to take your rightful place. Be it an increase in your intentionality regarding the people you influence or an increase in your personal prayer life. And we all need to have an intimate relationship with the word of God, which is full of new decrees. A divine reversal is possible. No, it's mandatory. Thank you.